now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew for Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. Uh, we got a couple uh, guests we're going to try to sync up with today, one being uh, Captain Dennis's latest uh, student, who just, what, he got his IFR uh, cert or what? Yep, he just passed his check ride and now can fly in the clouds. Okay. He's all excited. I bet he is. We're going to check in with him and uh, see if he's going to give uh, all the accolades to Captain Dennis as his flight instructor or he's going to complain until he's blue in the face. We will have to wait and see. Uh, how, I played all he wants now. He's got the rating. <laughs> it's like you'll never see him again. <laughs> he may not even take our call when yeah. we try it. We'll we'll see. But you got He'll that to look forward to. He'll probably be back in six months for for an instrument proficiency okay. check. Okay, all right. That's Captain Dennis's prediction. We will see if that uh, holds a little bit later on. But first, uh, we got a couple things we want to share. We have done some upgrades at JustPlaneRadio.com. It's easier to subscribe to the podcast and all that kind of crazy stuff. Uh, new sharing buttons and things. Check it out. Take advantage of it uh, if you like. Uh, there's even a link to my Instagram account. So we've we've done some things to you know do Instagram, Twitter, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, we're, I'm not a big social media guy, but uh, we figured you know people want to see how goofy we look and prove to the world that indeed we have the faces for radio. So if you are so inclined to uh, go down that road or fly that flight path. Uh, you now have an easier way to do do so right there at JustPlaneRadio.com. Take advantage of it, or you've been warned. <laughs> Simple as that. And uh, if that weren't enough, you know, Captain Dennis is uh, down there in Fort Myers, and uh, some big news came out this uh, past week or so. A uh, press release was put out of the top airports in the country, top 50th, 50th, uh, 50 busiest airports, and the number one airport, which shocked the heck off, I, I, I just didn't believe this is correct, was Fort Myers International Airport in Florida. You, you think we're being host here, Dennis? I mean, I know no, it's your hometown, I mean, but come on, really? Yeah, what's not to love about Fort Myers? I mean, it's a great little town, uh, you know, we, and we have a world-class airport. So, Well, I mean, okay, okay, but let's back up just a tad here. You know, I'm not knocking Fort Myers, so keep your email to yourself. Uh, you know, Dennis lives there. I'm a fan of Fort Myers. I love Fort Myers, but they they have the best airport in the entire country. Well, according to the criteria from Travel Lens, which is an industry publication, uh, but they looked at factors such as customer satisfaction, wait times, uh, Google review rating, which eh, I don't know if that really counts much, and CO2 emissions, which I guess is becoming you know more relevant for people. They want to make sure they they can go and have their uh, enjoyment and their vacation, but they want to make sure that they're concerned about their impact as well. Hmm. And and Fort Myers really has done a lot with the airport. They're continuing to expand it here, so it doesn't surprise me. I mean, it is one of the cleanest, one of the most efficient airports I've used in years. I mean, I've never had to wait. Uh, or be to the airport more than an hour to catch a flight. Never had more than a five to ten minute wait in security. 
it is a fantastic airport to just you know get in and get out of, especially well, when you compare it to the others that were on the list, especially the one that was at the bottom, which was the uh, Charlotte uh, International. And that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you've got uh, Fort Myers is not really a hub airport. Right. It's more of an endpoint. The only people and, that use it are people that live there like you. Well, or that are coming to vacation, which we get a lot of, you okay. know, especially this time of the year. It's it's the season, so you it have is. all the people I, from I, the East Coast. That I are will say, down and, a lot of people don't realize that Fort Myers International is a uh, quite a unique international hub. Uh, you can fly uh, over to Europe and things like that through Fort Myers. That a lot you don't really think about it. You know, when you're in Florida, you think, "Oh, okay, there's Miami, Fort Lauderdale, maybe Orlando. Those are your international hubs." But there are a lot of like, I don't know, uh, you know, in the UK, for instance, I think some of the you know like ValueJet type services run flights out of Fort Myers. Is that right? Uh, that we have correct? nonstops to Frankfurt, Germany yeah. from Fort Myers. I think it's on Eurowings or right. uh, something. But they're not like the big major carriers necessarily, but you could save a ton of money. You might be able to get a nonstop flight that you wouldn't typically get, you know, out of a, a, a more, you know, I, I don't know, traditional hub like uh, Miami or or Atlanta or even Charlotte, being that's an American hub. You know, so that that's why I, I, it's tough for me to get my head around this because I, I don't want to knock Fort Myers International Airport. I think it's a fine airport, and, uh, you know, they should get all the accolades they uh, deserve, and it, it services the community great. Uh, but I, I don't know how you compare that to an airport like uh, Orlando, Tampa, uh, Atlanta and and things that you have to go through to get to certain places in the country for for in the U.S. at least you know what I mean I don't think you're comparing apples to apples you think well you well I think you are I mean you, you we may not have the breadth of flights to all the destinations but we have we can get down near everywhere from here uh, we have international connection. We have customs. We have all of the features and amenities without the headaches of throngs of families trying to get to Disney. Uh, you know, pick your pick your things that make Orlando International bad, or yeah. you know, Charlotte. Uh, you know, all the connecting flights and the <laughs> hub. You know, basically, yeah, Atlanta. It's a great airport. It's efficient, but it's miserable. I despise going there just because it's a pain. Every time you get off, it's you're getting off on one end of a concourse, having to go to the middle, take the SkyTrain, three concourses over, and then go to the opposite end of the airport to get your connecting flight. Right. Oh, and you have 20 minutes to make that connection. Well, that's true. Here but you RSW, I don't think it can take more than 20 minutes from the time you uh, hit the gate till you're at baggage claim. Yeah, but, but they also have to process thousands of more people than they would at uh, Fort Myers. And that's why I'm saying, I don't know if this is a fair comparison. You know what I mean? Well, I think that would be a criteria for you to decide where are you going to go on a Florida vacation? Do you want to go to Orlando? Not a bad choice. But know that you're going to have to deal with the Orlando airport. Maybe you go to Fort Myers and you have a great beach experience and you don't have to deal with Orlando International. Mm -hmm. So there's something, something to be said for that. So take that into account. This rating actually can be of a benefit to people in deciding where to go vacation. Well, I, I don't doubt that. And like I said, they should uh, you know take this sort of you know this new uh, billing as the best airport in the country, uh, and and you know shout it from the mountaintops there, which are pretty low in Fort Myers. But they should still do this. I'm just saying. I just don't know that it's it's fair 
in the big scheme of things because, you know, I'm in Orlando. I like our airport. Yeah. Do we have way too many people using it? Of course we do. And it is a, a pain in the butt, uh, you know, sometimes when you have to go there. But but we have a pretty nice airport overall. I mean, you know, you got everything you could need. It just, unfortunately, it's so popular. Everybody and their brother has to use it. And, uh, you know, when you get that many people, you got that whole bottleneck problem every once in a while, definitely around the holidays and busy travel days and things like that. But, you know, that said, I mean, they, they do a pretty good job trying to manage so many people wanting to come to Orlando. So, I mean, there, I think there should be a little credit given to them for being able to process so many people. I and mean, maybe I'm just biased. Do you think? Just a little bit. Just like I'm biased a little bit about Fort Myers. Okay. So you got this small so again, town, big how town. How to Lie with Statistics. Kind of. It's a book. Read it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you could do that. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd uh, take Google uh, ratings into account. And I definitely, under the whole, what what is it, the environmental what? The what? CO2 impact. and How do you, how do you uh, monitor that? Well, there's less people, so there's less CO2 impact. No, maybe it's because they're coming in with airplanes that are completely full, so that you know a lot less empty seats, and that makes it more efficient. I don't know what the, where their criteria came yeah, from. Yeah, I don't you know. know. You can. I want to know. Do they got a good ways. restaurant? A good bar? They have very few accidents. You know the stuff that we would care more about, maybe. And maybe that was part of the criteria. Did well, they, if you don't have to share. wait in the airport, you don't need the bar. Well, I guess there's that. Well, we'll agree to disagree. to disagree. Yes. More coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Approach the great and powerful Roz. Uh, Dennis, uh, Hangar 18 down the street. Smilings! The great and powerful Roz knows why you have come. Okay, uh, some spark plug wires and washers for my Mooney 201. Silence! The magnificent Roz has every intention of granting your request. Great. But first, you must prove yourself worthy by bringing me a stick from a Cirrus Vision Jet. You know, I'm not a fan of the whole flying monkey thing. I think I'm going to call aircraft spruce and specialty. Oh, okay, you got me. Uh, just a man behind the curtain with a aircraft spruce catalog. Pretty cool, though, huh? You don't need a wizard to find parts for your plane. You need Aircraft Spruce and Specialty. Supplying the aviation industry for over 50 years. Aircraft Spruce and Specialty. Call 877-4-SPRUCE. 877-4-SPRUCE or go to aircraftspruce.com. That's aircraftspruce.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plain Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to JustPlainRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. 
Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I was flying. I was, of course I was flying. I'm leaving on a jet plane. Don't know when I'll be back again. Oh, babe, I hate to go. Hate to go. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me, Law Captain Dennis. All right, so a couple weeks ago we had uh, Jimmy from Jimmy's World on talking about his Elvis jet purchase. His latest video uh, was quite humorous. He, he, I think he spent like, what, 24 hours in the plane out there in New Mexico? And uh, it looked a little rough uh, from the video I saw. Did you see that, Dennis, or what? I, I what did watch the whole thing. I think they went to Walmart when stocked up on supplies and camping equipment yeah. and whatnot. and. And I got to think, camping inside of a, a private business jet's probably a lot more comfortable than sleeping in a tent out in the Roswell. Well, Desert. I don't know. It was pre- It's pretty rough looking from the. Well, they the did video. have a potty though. Come on. They they uh, were trying to figure out where the liquid went. <laughs> I saw that part, and I thought that was kind of interesting when they said, "Okay, uh, pour it down the uh, turlet or the throne, uh, the king's throne," <laughs> literally. Yes, and uh, and and then it didn't come out. So I don't know if they are. Did they ever figure out where the liquid went? They didn't go into that, but I'm, I would yeah. not be surprised if there's a holding tank that needs to be uh, accessed through a hatch to dump. That's right. How most business jets are. It's it's only the really uh, low end, like some of the early citations that have the little pan that the pilot has to carry up to the front. So you hmm. don't want to use those if no. you don't have to. But it is kind of wild uh, that he has this Elvis Presley. A jet and that he was sitting there on the throne of the king of rock and roll and i was like you know you can he's giddy about it and i love it i love his enthusiasm and uh he's a great guy and we wish him the best with this but i think he has his work cut out for him <laughs> and it's going to be interesting to watch uh this restoration project uh take take uh, place over the next i don't know how many months or years it's going to take. It's going to take a while, is my guess. You think? My guess is that I think it's going to need a lot more YouTube viewers to cover the costs. Right. I mean, you wonder. I mean, he paid like what two fifty, two hundred fifty thousand for this air aircraft. Now it's special. I mean, Elvis Presley used to own it, so it has uh, some panache. It ha- definitely has some huge value in that regard. But when you think about it, my gosh, as much money as he's going to have to put in to this aircraft to get it uh you know looking respectable you could buy a brand new grand caravan i think uh, wouldn't you agree it's gonna be it's gonna be up there a few mil you think by the time they're done with it unfortunately i think you're right if he was going to try to restore it to flying status definitely yeah i mean if uh i mean if you put in you know he's going to obviously do all the work himself him and his buddies and they'll figure out a way to compensate themselves i guess and and take that off the table and that'll save them a ton of money but still i don't know you figure uh, a really nicely equipped grand caravan i mean they just announced nine new uh you know interior things that you can put in one of these new caravans uh whip air i guess is one of those third you know third uh tier companies uh you know after 
after Cessna, you buy the plane and then you contact these guys and they'll they'll set up the Grand Caravan the way you want it. They just announced nine new interior design choices for the Cessna Caravan with, uh, you know, uh, leather upholstery and uh, handcrafted cabinetry. I mean, you look at the pictures. I mean, this looks swanky. This is Elvis Presley level. If he was around today, he'd be like, oh, heck, yeah. Uh, King's very happy with this. I think uh, I think I'll take I'll take this one right here. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's I think they need to come up with a wetsuit type interior. I mean, really, you're selling a Grand Caravan. Most people are putting them on amphib floats so they can go out into the tropics. We need one that's you know like you could just get right out of the water with your wetsuit has so you'd have neoprene seat covers and yeah. You know, well, the one uh, I'm looking at is called uh, Waterways, and it does have kind of an aqua uh, leather uh, color to it. So, you know, and they they call it waterways, and then they got another ones that are more traditional brown leather and, you know, looks very luxurious, very swanky. But, uh, but yeah, they do have one that's, uh, you know, called uh, waterways. And they, actually, I guess it's called Bimini. Uh, now that I look at it a little closer. And then they have, you know, white, off-white, eggshell, hood, canyon is one of them which is kind of a little bit, has a little bit more design to it. But, I mean, all of the interior designs of these uh, airplanes, I mean, this is classy. I mean, I guess it takes you down to, what is this, uh, uh, makes it a nine-seater? Or I, I'm looking here. What, what were these? For the Grand Caravan. I think the yeah. Grands could go up to about 11 seats. Yeah, well, nine, well, okay, it's nine new interiors, but I'm looking at the layout. They have... One, two, three, four. And it looks like it's six to eight because, you know, it's spread out. These are like all, uh, you know, each chair is a massive, like, first class, you know, cushy type of uh, layout. So they're taking up a lot of the space uh, and making it a more luxurious kind of uh, transport as opposed to what you'd typically get with, the, you know, a standard caravan where you could, you know, put in 10 seats at least. But it looks like you at least get... I'm going to say at least six to eight really nice, big, big chairs in whatever color scheme you want to go. But, you know, even if you paid for that upgrade for the Grand Caravan, I, I wonder, you know, you, you might still go out, you might still come out ahead. Yeah, but you're like, not flying a jet, though. So, you know, well, that's, that's true. That is true. Uh, you got to remember, the caravan started off life as a very utility airplane. It was right. designed specifically for FedEx to haul cargo. And it's seeing a lot of service hauling skydivers. I mean, the one one flight I got in a caravan, I took, uh, I think we had 14 passengers, but they mm-hmm. didn't land with us. Right. We kicked them out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I mean, the uh, caravan is is a great hauler. Short uh, short run through the, you know, through the Caribbean, island hopping type of aircraft. I mean, the this uh, Elvis uh, jet, if it ever does get back in the air and start flying, how, how will that, how how fast will that thing top out at? You I'm think? thinking it's up in the 400s. I mean, will it's, it be that it's fast? a four-engine jet. Yeah, okay. You know, granted, it's a 1950s design. That's why it had four engines, you know, but uh, it definitely had the speed and the, and the range. Mm-hmm. It was designed, I mean, the Air Force flew them for years, too. Right. As a, an executive transport and for a flying target. Though they were, for their age, they were pretty revolutionary. Okay. Well, you know, I don't know. I mean, when you take uh, the speed increase over a Grand Caravan, uh, 
but the cost and fuel difference, I, I have a feeling the caravan's still going to come out way ahead. Am I right? Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely going to burn a lot less fuel in a caravan. That's only going to burn about fifty gallons an hour. I bet that that uh, Jetstar is burning about fifty gallons per engine per hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, Jimmy from Jimmy's World, he you know he's made of money, or he has enough YouTube followers that'll be able to fund that type of travel. You think? <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to try to elaborate on that. Okay. <laughs> He's well, somehow making it work, and God bless him. Yeah. Hey, like I said, we, we do wish him the best with it. I, I mean, and it is fun to watch. It's a great project. And, uh, you know, uh, the thing I keep watching, I'm like, God, I'm glad it's not me. <laughs> but, uh, I just hope to get a ride in it once every. Well, there you done. go. Yeah, hopefully Jimmy will still be our friend as we critique his progress uh, with his Elvis jet. All right, more coming up on Just Plain Radio, including Captain Dennis's latest student. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Now go! This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, a co-pilot. That's me, Law Captain Dennis. All right. As I mentioned earlier, JustPlaneRadio.com just went through a, kind of a, a pretty big overhaul last week. Now, it looks exactly the same, pretty much. But uh, the backbone has been thoroughly improved. There's some easier ways to share the show with your friends or subscribe to the podcast, whatever you want to do. So take advantage of it. And, you know, we're going to try to post some more stuff. It might even show up on Twitter and Instagram and all that kind of stuff, you know, if you're into that kind of thing. And you might even pick up a little knowledge nugget or two, uh, like Captain Dennis uh, just posted something the other day for uh, a thing he came across from what? Lightspeed? Is that right? Yeah, Light. Lightspeed's published a series of ebooks. They've been emailing their their customers and and people that are interested in their products 
But uh, they finally decided to put them all together in a single library that you can just go and download. And, you know, good pilots are always learning. And so I thought, you know, it would be a good opportunity to share this uh, this library. It's quite diverse. I mean, it's everything such as mountain flying, crosswind landings, aviation career paths. So if you've got some time you're looking to kill or you want to, you know, learn something new, go check out these ebooks. They're free. Download them. And uh, I put the link up in the uh, Captain Dennis's flight blog on Just Plane Radio. There you go. Go check it out now. All right. Now we also have uh, Eric, who is your latest uh, student, and he just did his check ride. Uh, to get his certification with, believe it or not, Captain Ed from Flight Training Professionals, who, well, he was with Flight Training Professionals. Now he's an FAA examiner. He actually signed off on him, evidently. Eric, welcome to Just Plane Radio. How you doing, buddy? Good, good. How you guys doing? Well, we're good, but I would imagine you're doing even better uh, because you got it. Oh. You were signed off. He, Ed said yes. You get his yes, seal of approval, Ed's, right? Yeah. Ed said yes, and it's such a weight off my shoulders. Uh, to be able, you know, be done with this and, uh, you know, get back to work and everything. You know, I'm not, I'm not a young, uh, student, young chicken student anymore, you know? Yeah. So well, doing this with all the work and it, it, it's a lot of work. How weird does it feel when you tell all your friends like, Hey, Ed said, yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, not that I'm gonna. I was pretty happy. I was pretty happy <laughs> for, uh, we had a little bit celebration Sunday night. Uh, I bet. Believe it or not. Right. Oh yeah. And then, and then you said, "Oh, he's my flight instructor or my, my flight examiner," and then they cheered again. Or yeah, <laughs> okay, I kid, I kid. But no, I mean Ed. Uh, you know, he's very much by the book. I mean, he he can be a real stickler. Uh, I've worked with him in the past. I love him to death. But man, you better know your stuff because he's not going to give you any slack, really. Uh, you got to yeah. know it, and that's his job as a FAA flight examiner. So, uh, knowing this going in, uh, were you, did that make things a little bit uh, apprehensive for you? Were you a little nervous uh, doing the final check ride and stuff, or was it pretty easy? What do you think? No, I, I was really nervous, maybe a little bit too nervous. Yeah, but uh, th- that's that's the way I am, and uh, I was. Uh, I think I was really well prepared. Dennis did a great job with me. We we worked on everything, and you know whatever my my weaknesses were. But uh, when I got with Ed and it was started flying, it started to get you know more comfortable. And right. We went through everything uh, until the last minute, and it, it was uh, and it was not a, uh, an easy airspace either. You know, Orlando airspace. It's it's busy. It's a busy airspace. We yeah. we don't have a top notch airport like you know, like you do down there in Fort Myers. <laughs> But that's a whole nother issue. So, yeah. But you know what? You're in busier airspace. It makes you a, a better aviator if you can navigate it properly, I think. Right? Would you I, agree? I totally agree. I, I agree. And that might have been my uh, my problem because I've always been around small airspace, a small airport, control. So when, when I took on the IFR and I started flying for real, uh, it was uh, – it was a lot of communication, and I had to work on my communi- communication skill first because you can't do anything if you don't understand what the guy's telling you. Well, that is true. It, it helps. Yeah. It definitely helps. Now, did uh, Ed, you know, start off the whole examination thing by going, "Oh, hey, you're uh, you're one of Captain Dennis's students, huh?" <laughs> yeah, he kind of felt sorry. You know, <laughs> yeah. <but> I- <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I mean, I know when I go through this process, if I get Ed, God help me, 
I, I'm going to be feeling that he's going to bust me. Big I don't know time. if Ed's going to want to take. Well, you that's on. I don't think he's going to take issue. that liability. Yeah. Right. Well, that could we, be the case. But yeah, we may have to find some new guy that doesn't know anything yet. Uh, so about you, well, you know, Dennis got a pretty good store, a pretty good score, two out of two. You know, so that's right. You know, yeah. I think Ed feels good about that. I, I know he does. I mean, he called me up imme- uh, immediately, like, "Hey, it's a good day." My second student got the uh, thumbs up from Captain Ed. Where I'm, I'm, I'm two for two. So that's a good thing, right, Dennis? You felt yeah. just as happy as Eric did, I bet. Uh, probably more so because Eric is a very unique student for me. He is actually the first student that I've taken through a rating from start to finish. So oh, okay. I, I met Eric uh, before I even bought the house in the air park. He was the one of the first people I met when I was looking at the house. Gave me a ride to breakfast the next morning so I could see how the whole, you know, taking your airplane through the neighborhood thing went. Mm-hmm. So, Eric, I, I've known him since the day I moved in. And, you know, I started flying with him and training him on his instrument rating because he wanted to do it. And here we are two years later. I took him from no instrument time to he's now a instrument certified pilot. How about that? Zero to hero. And uh, yeah. a couple years, and you know, did the whole process though going through the uh, examination was it smooth sailing all the way through, or did you have a little thing any at any point during the examination where like, ah, oh, crap, can I do this again, <laughs> or none of that, or how did it go, Eric? Uh, uh, there's no doing it again, right? And uh, I, I, I did make, I, I made a mistake, but you know, it's not about not making any mistake; it's about fixing your mistake. Right. And uh, I've done it in the past. I was so busy with the localizer approach and the final approach fix that I forgot my gear. I forgot to put the gear down. Mm. Then I realized I had to get the plane down, but the plane was not going as down as I wanted to. So I realized something was wrong. So I started looking at everything and said, what did I do wrong? Right. So I, I put the gear down. Not too late, because too late would have been the plane on the ground. Yeah. Uh, I put the gear down way late, but Ed was looking at me, and he was waiting for me to, to put that gear down, but right. he didn't say anything. Yeah. Well, and, and, and he wants you to understand, probably, you know, uh, recognize, okay, you're a little bit late. Is he going to catch this? Ah, uh, he caught it. Okay, he's good to go. That's yeah. kind of how it works, isn't it, uh, Dennis? I mean, they want to see you problem solve maybe a little bit, too, right? Yeah, I mean, they're going to let you go right up to the point that you're not safe anymore. Right. And at that point, the ride's over. So uh, in this case, obviously, Eric corrected it in time. And, you know, Ed, of course, looks at him and is like, you, you bet you thought I was going to forget that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think Ed would let him uh, forget that uh, because he's in the plane, too. <laughs> so, yeah. But, you know, but that, once again, that's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to sit back and watch and see how you handle all the different scenarios. Uh, were you thrown any curves at all? Uh, or did Dennis train you so perfectly it was a piece of cake, Eric? Here's your chance to uh, shine or really make him look bad. <laughs> Dennis did, did an awesome job because we went to practice those approach a week before. So I kind of knew what I was going into. Uh, Ed didn't throw any curveball he was but everything has to be like exactly by the book so right uh yeah he he ed did an awesome job i mean you know i'm not gonna hate the guy because he does his job really good yes he does uh it's it's frustrating a little bit sometimes but you can't blame the guy you know oh you can it just won't help you that's the yeah, he, <laughs> reality. He's there, he's there to he's there to save your life, and that's what he did. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And Dennis, do you feel like a proud papa? I think that's kind of 
how this is for you. Didn't it? Absolutely. I mean, I was as relieved as Eric that he passed. You know. Okay, he was relieved. <laughs> That's uh, just the pressure is off. All right, more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Stay close. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Whoa, kill the motor, dude. Let us see what Squirt does flying solo. Watch me get ready to Watch me get ready to This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis and his student, Eric, who just got his IFR certification from our good buddy, Captain Ed, who's now a FAA flight examiner. And uh, how much did it take, uh, Dennis? Uh, to- <laughs> well, <laughs> You didn't have to grease any wheels with Ed, right? No. Okay, just checking. Just had to pay the normal fee. Uh but uh, yeah. no, I mean, Ed was Ed was a good choice. I mean, I I knew him. I had sent a previous student to him, and he was very fair and thorough. Right. Um, and his availability worked out well. And you know, Ed has some flexibility that we don't get with other examiners. And so initially, we were going to do the check ride in Sarasota, which is you know closer to Fort Myers, so we wouldn't have to go to Orlando. But with work schedules and Ed's schedules and weather and all sorts of things like that, it wound up. Had to go to Orlando anyway. So yeah. Well, we once are. again, you know, you're in in busier airspace for sure. But I, I think it just makes you better. You know, the more you have to deal with, uh, and, and and if you come through it well, uh, and you have to, otherwise you're not going to get uh, certified. It's only going to make you, you know, a better uh, aviator. And, and I know you were just waiting uh, while he was doing this check ride, and you know, like I said, it's like a proud papa. And then you get the final word. So, so how did you find out that he indeed uh, got signed off on uh, Dennis? Did, was it a call? Did he call up first and say, "Well, Dennis, oh well, uh, things didn't go great. They went awesome." Was, was it like that kind of call or what? It it was actually a little bit different than that because um, I may or may not have been stalking him on FlightAware and uh-huh. watching the airplane and watching the flight paths and go, oh, he's going up to a popka. Okay. Oh, and he, look, he circled. Yeah. Okay, so they're getting yeah. that one out of the way. Now he's heading over to Orlando. Then I see the airplane land and turn off, and then I hear nothing from Eric. Right. And then all of a sudden, I get a, a, a text back from him. What did you say, Eric? I said, uh, I think, Dennis, uh, I'm ready to go home, but I'm going to wait for the weather to turn to crap so I can fly back IFR. Ah, there you go. <laughs> that's that's a good way to do it, for sure. Yeah, but but you, something like that. Yeah, but you didn't know until he texted you. You can't tell just by tracking him or, or stalking him in, in the air like that, Dennis, can you? 
No, but I had a pretty good idea because, I mean, just looking at the flight track on FlightAware, it was pretty straight, pretty clean. The right. holds and the turns and everything looked good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so unless he did something really bad, um, yeah. this, this this looked pretty good to me. Yeah, if you would have seen a, a flight path that looked like spaghetti splattered all over the screen, you're like, ah, oh, crap. Or if I would have seen him go from a Popka back to Orlando full stop and not in an extra approach, I knew they had at least two things that they needed to do. So, yeah. Yeah, so it was all good. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm happy. Yeah. Now, Eric, I got to ask: Was there anything that surprised you as far as the skills that you were requested to do? I mean, because it, it's up to Ed to decide. Like, okay, I want you to do this, this, and this. Uh, but but there's certain things like he may say you don't have to do this one, or isn't it up to him to a certain extent, or or what? I don't know, Dennis. No, he yeah. he did it by the book. But what what really surprised me is uh, the the ILS 25 in Orlando, it, it is, I've shown it to some people and Dennis seen it too. It's not an easy approach. It was an, actually not an ILS. It was a localizer approach yeah. for 25. And it's got the step down and it's got fixed altitude. It doesn't have, uh, you know, uh, uh, it, it's a fixed altitude. You got to go from 2000 to 1500 to 1100 and you can't play at all. Let's say minus zero plus 100. It, 100 feet so i thought it was a really hard approach but you know you you got to be ready for any approach at this point well that's true so, yeah and that's because we yeah. have the what the class bravo airspace from uh, orlando international is that right dennis yeah i think it's uh the departures coming off of orlando come real close there so they've got hard altitudes where most approaches you need to be above 1500 feet or above 2000 on that particular approach it's a solid it's a, you have to be exactly not above, not below. You need to be at fifteen hundred feet, and then you have to step down to the next one, and uh, it's it's challenging. And it's like, oh God, I hope you don't get that one because you're going to have to work for it. Yeah, well, he did, and he did it. He uh, completed that task, evidently, right, Eric? That's oh, what you had to oh, do. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and I knew that approach. I had to perform a miss approach, and you know that was the only miss I had to do. So it was my last approach. It was a miss approach. And then the tower said, uh, as soon as you go miss, quack VFR, and then you can, you can take the pattern and, you know, come back and land. So as soon as I performed my miss approach, I knew, I knew at this point that, you know, he didn't fail me and I, I did the miss approach. So, so I, I threw the, uh, the foggles at Ed and say, Hey, I didn't tell you to take those off yet. I'm like, well, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. hopefully Ed listens to the show because, yeah, I, I basically handed him the, the handed him the foggles and I finished the whole thing. Yeah. Before. Well, no, he doesn't listen. He, he kidding me? He wouldn't have anything to do with us. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I kid, I kid. No, uh, but but uh, was it at that point where you realized then that okay, I did it and I'm good to go, or did he say something like, "All right, you're good." Or or what? No, he How did that he didn't say anything, but I knew if he says something, that's bad. If he don't say yeah. anything, you're good. Okay, so as long as he didn't respond, you're like, hey, so. But but what what point did you know that you were good to go? Then I mean, doesn't he have to tell you like, okay, you're good? At what once you park the airplane or what? No, we. Uh, I did the misapproach. I came back VFR, and then at that point, he would have failed me because he's got to fail you instantly when you do something wrong. Yeah. So he doesn't wait till the end. As soon as you do a, a bad maneuver or something, he fails you on the instant. Mm. So my miss was done, and I had nothing else to do. So I knew I had passed, but I I didn't 
he didn't tell me until he signed the paper in his office. Okay. And then does he say when he signs it, he, then he goes, congratulations, or does he still kind of keep a poker face going? No, he's, he's still Ed. <laughs> exactly. He's still Ed. <laughs> See, that, that, that's the thing. I, I know, God help me, if I get him as my flight examiner, Dennis. Because he's going to keep me on pins and needles to the very last well, second. Well, you do realize that that's a choice. That's your I know. choice. Well, uh, what do you mean that's my choice? That's not my you choice. Get, no, you get to pick the DPE. Oh, well, okay. But, I mean, I, I don't have a problem using them. I'm, I just know. Uh, I would know going in. You. <laughs> well, yeah, I, and I would know going in that this is how this is going to go. So it's going to be very difficult for me to, you know, uh, read him. To know other than, yeah. like you said, if I do something wrong, I'm going to know immediately, like, ah, oh, crap, I failed. You know, yeah. but. And if you go, if you go for the oral with Ed in his office in Orlando, uh, bring a jacket. He likes to keep his office around 42 degrees. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, he's yeah. kind of cold blooded in that sense. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, I'll tell you, I, I know, I, as much as it sounds difficult, I, I, I encourage that kind of uh, scenario, Dennis. I mean, you may, I'm not trying to say that, oh, I better not take uh, Ed because it's your choice. I, I I would prefer to be hammered a little bit. You know what I mean? I don't have a problem uh, with someone putting the pressure on you. I think that will only make you better. Because if you can whisk, hey, look, if you can survive Ed, you can survive anything. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> I, I think That's, so, yes. <laughs> So, I look at it that way. Would you agree, Dennis? Is that one way to yeah, consider definitely it? Definitely a way to consider it cuz Ed Ed does not skimp and right. if you don't if you don't know your stuff, um he's going to prob, prod and probe until you do uh you know, pull that answer out of the book somewhere. Right. So. It's like aviation boot camp. I mean, you could look at it that way, but uh, I just think the pressure makes you stronger. Uh, in that sense, and you learn it better. So you're, you're, uh, you're definitely out of your comfort zone. Well, definitely. that's right, right. I mean, and I, it could be I'm just a masochist in that regard. So <laughs> that may not be for everybody, but uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not going to shun uh, Ed if he'll he'll take me on when I get to that point, and it will happen someday. It will happen, Dennis. Mark my words. You know, uh, he. You know, Eric did it. What a couple of years? I uh, did it in a little longer time frame. A couple but, decades. Ah, uh, well, hey, <laughs> it's uh, you know, I'm I'm enjoying the journey. We'll go with that for now. But I got something to look forward to. And and Eric, you've set a great example. And congratulations to you for it, my friend. Okay. All right. Well, I really appreciate it, guys. And Dennis has just been better than great. Way to brown nose. And on that note, <laughs> we're gonna wrap it up. Till next time, remember there's no better high than learning to fly. Just Plain Radio is brought to you by JustPlainRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plain Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlainRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plain Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle.
Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far across the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlainRadio.com. 